there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat. We're a group of games get together every goddamn week and discuss the important things in life, like how there's always one player, one player in all of your sessions that manages to work it out so that their character is able to go faster than a speeding goddamn bullet. Uh, this week we have, after a lot of uh, chopping and changing, uh, this week we have with us Adam Terry back with us again. Hello, thanks for having me. We also have Alfred Clark, also known as Penny Blue. Hey. Uh, we also have a new member with us here today, jumping in at the last minute like an absolute angel. We have Chase Greenley, also known as TQ Loudly. Hello, hello. And we have me as your host, Ismay Hutton, also known as a Teacup Gamer. Um, so yeah, so this week, guys, we are talking about where every campaign begins at the session zero. Um, there's a lot of different things that your session zero can be, um, and, you know, because we're very smart and, like, minimalist, we're just gonna talk about all of them, hopefully. Fuck it. We'll do- <laughs> we'll give it a good old-fashioned try. The complete um, guide. Complete and unfaltering guide, flawlessly <laughs> executed, just, you know, like, as we are wont to do. Everything you could possibly want to or need to know, and the things you don't want to know as well. Especially the things, things you don't want to know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cannot emphasize that enough. You want this to know none of this. This one little secret makes players hate you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that one always just makes me think of the fucking spiders in my vagina, lady, which is, again, very <laughs> apt for our podcast. <laughs> This is session zero, where you find out which of your characters have spiders in their vaginas. Um, it's, it's a plot twist. It's all of them. It's not a great <laughs> plot twist. Um, but yeah, so uh, we, I guess we'll, we'll go around um, talk about like where, where everyone starts. Where everyone starts out their session zeros. So um, Chase, since you're, you know, you decided to come on at the last second and have had no time to prepare at all. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start us out? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> why the fuck not? Um, <laughs> I am... everyone, I guess. I am uniquely blessed to be surrounded by more nerds than I can possibly handle. I mean, um, thank you. So there is almost always somebody in the process of doing a session zero, and I... Uh, have had an incredible opportunity to see how everybody handles it. And there's so many different ways to go about it. Uh, for me, personally, I kind of like starting with an idea. Just one thing, you know, whether it's about the world, whether it's about the game that I want to run, whether it's a scene I want to have in the very last game. <laughs> like, I want to get, I want to get to this spot at some point and make this happen. And I was able to do that. It took two campaigns to get there, but I did get there. <laughs> um, but it's it's all about having that kernel to work from. Um, I know uh, a big part of it for you know me and my friends is also knowing the characters that you're going to be working with. Uh, yeah. You know who wants you know who wants to play. What kind of characters do they want to play? And working with the players to make something that is cool and cohesive and makes everybody feel rad as hell uh, when yeah. you're sitting down and you're kicking on that music for the first time. Dope. So um so yeah so you're talking about all about um you where you want to go with the campaign. Do you do you talk about that with your players in like the session zero? I should also hey. How about this, Ismay? We talk a little bit about what the fuck Session Zero is. It can be a lot of things, just for, for the audience in general. Um, session Zero can be like a lot of things, which we will discuss uh, in this episode. But um, mostly it is kind of sitting down with your players before you actually do the very first fun like adventure. And mostly just sitting and having a little chat. Some people do like maybe a mini adventure. Some people fucking just are there to sit and chat. But it can be a lot of crap. Um, but it is, yeah, it's the DM and the players kind of talking more, more out of character than in character. Um, so yeah, so in that kind of way, do you, do you talk with your players about where you want to go with the campaign? Um, and it really kind of depends from campaign to campaign. Like the ones that are significantly more, I want to tell this story based. Absolutely. Like you want to have that 
discussion of an arc with them, or at least as far as tone goes. Um, a really good friend of mine, uh, Zan, is going to be picking up our local group, and they've been having uh, discussions with everybody specifically about, hey, this is the first time this particular group has rolled characters in close to a year. What are you planning on doing with that? How are you thinking about that? Where are you, as far as a headspace go, with these characters? Um, On the flip side of that, you know, I, and I'll get to this, you know, obviously later during the plug section, I do an actual play D&D podcast, Another Path. Uh, When I was setting up for that, I really kind of wanted to start off much more organically. Um, I had a couple of ideas of places we could go, but... I didn't want to, you know, go ahead and set up tent poles for campsites we were never going to go to. So mm-hmm. I didn't do a whole lot of pre-pro groundwork with my guys just because I we may never use it. So and I wanted to see uh, what kind of stuff they would find interesting and what kind of stuff we could feel out together. Awesome. That's really cool. Um, so uh, what about you, Alfred? Uh, what, what, what are you kind of doing your first like session zero? Yeah, so I think the I, I mean, I think I think that that's kind of the core of most session zeros is like that mm-hmm. it's all about i mean i think at the end of it you want to come out with characters created with um uh ties i think like the the like the totality is like you want characters who have ties to the world and ties to each other i guess is mm-hmm. kind of how i structure yes. it i think the yeah like the I, I it's interesting the idea of talking about like a specific especially if you were talking about a specific scene uh, like a specific moment that you want to reach in this story uh, with your players. I've never actually, I've never considered doing that before. Um, <laughs> and I'm interested in, you were saying that you, it was, um, that you wanted the more organic feel for the podcast rather than, like like my impression is like listening to the Adventure Zone, for instance, is it feels mm-hmm. like they would, they would be more likely to have the podcast more structured than the average D&D game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, listen back to those first couple of episodes. Like oh, they yeah, definitely no, no, no. have an adventure, <laughs> and that's and that's what ended up happening with mine. Is you know we I have a couple of adventures that I keep in my back pocket, and so we played through a little bit of those. And then once I realized, you know, oh, this is what my players find interesting. This is what they would like. Uh, at that point, I went through and I structured things a little bit more. I still kept keep those cards a bit closer to my chest. Um, there is, yeah. you know, the, the the idea of the reveal is something that all of us really like. Uh, of but <laughs> of course, um, but I, you know, I, I have not told my players the end game, and that would I could absolutely see that being vital to some people. Mm. Yeah. Oh, like to some people, it would be vital to talk about the end game with the well, players. Maybe not the end game, but, you know, where it's going to be going, like what types of themes you might be dealing with. Um, Mm. My my players and I, you know, we have played maybe not necessarily together for the longest time, but we've played in the same group of people. I moved away for a little while. Doesn't really matter. Uh, But (laughs) I moved away and came back and, you know, they had kind of been ingrained and brought into uh, the group of people that I've been playing with. So we all came from a place with a, uh, a common background as far as, you know, how we run the game and how we do things. Uh, and going forward from that, we were able to say, you know, we have a shared vocabulary that we work from. Uh, and if you're going in with new people, that shared vocabulary is something that's really good to establish beforehand. So maybe that's actually what I'm talking about as far as having like those expectations set beforehand. Yeah. right okay. yeah so okay. so would that in, would that include kind of like a discussion of i i, I guess it would, you, you you would use a lot of like well yeah so so i guess i'll, I'll just go on to talk about session zeros in general like I, that mm-hmm. feels like um talking definitely a lot about um uh influences and like which which kind of media you're kind of trying to go mm-hmm. for and, um that's definitely i definitely uh include that kind of stuff i think that's the main thing like like my i i, I don't know if we're talking about I guess yeah. I guess we're talking about we're examples. About so my my last campaign, all. yeah, <laughs> my last campaign, we we were we we like we had the discussion, and it ended up being totally different to what I thought it would be going in. But we've we're we're doing kind of like an episodic, uh, kind of an episodic adventure, and it being kind of like Saturday morning cartoon kind of vibe. <gasps> okay, um, yes, which is really different good. to. I mean, it's not something I would have ever expected, but it was, it, and the, like the reasons are kind of random. It was like mm-hmm. one of the players is going to be having to disappear after a few months, so that's mm-hmm. so this is kind yeah, of what we yeah. landed on. Yep. That's um, cool. Now, is that a literal in-game disappearance, or is that more of a 
uh, a player is going to disappear. A player is going to disappear, yeah. It's halfway around the world. <laughs> I'll do it. Damn it. Stupid but, uh, world. <laughs> right, like but yeah, people so, going away. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I'm just I'm just lamenting about the fact that people are going away and like you can't play D and D anymore. I'm moving to a different city and I'm coming back yeah. every week for my D and D game. Is this a good like time we... to bring up Roll Twenty? Yeah, well, no, I mean that's what I'm saying. We, I mean we play yeah. on Roll Twenty, but like they're moving so far away that even Roll Twenty can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, unless the internet unless... doesn't exist where they're moving. That's real rough. Roll Twenty can't <laughs> fix a time zone. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, no, Alfred, Adam, you go on the whole. Uh, you do the whole like Roll Twenty. Delio, <laughs> what do you do with that with the the session zero? Well, uh, I mean, for mostly for prep work for the uh, the games that I run over roll twenty. It's um, a lot of new players who've never played anything before. So I sit down and I'll schedule a time where they can all join and we can create characters together and uh, just talk through who their characters are, um, what their characters can do, what their characters might do, and I I try to get them to uh, really think about what choices that kind of character makes, what the backstory is, to varying degrees of success. I also played some in-person session zeros where it was more of just a, this is how we get from level one to level two, and you discover who you are kind of game. Uh, as okay. I mentioned, when I volunteered this morning, I uh, I pl- probably played more introductory and setup games than I've played real games at this point, because my uh, <laughs> foray into D&D has been recent enough such that, uh, because the nature of the game requires a lot of follow-through. I've played a lot of games that have started and not gone anywhere, which is kind of where my current game is is stalling out because of scheduling issues. Mm. Oh, right. That sucks. Ah, oh, beans. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think uh, in, in terms of Session Zeros for me, um, there was one that I did that was not like... Like I, I, we didn't have like a proper session zero. We just had a first session, which is why I vowed never to do that again. Because it, <laughs> it just kind of led to, uh, people not really having much of a connection with one another. And I think that that's one of the the most important things about the session zero is making sure that each of the player characters has a reason to be together. Uh, unless, of course, you're doing a campaign where it's like the whole point is that they meet for the first time, um, in which case that's a that's a whole different that kettle of kettle of worms. What's the what's the phrase? Fuck it. It's definitely kettle of worms. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. definitely kettle that of worms. Simmering worm Might be tea. Can of worms? Mm. That's not even kind of what I want to say though. <laughs> Fuck it. Whatever. A little but, uh... slippery worm pile. <laughs> A kettle yeah, of worms so, is one in which you boil worms to eat them. I mean, yeah. I mean, every day. It's my, like, I'm just thinking about breakfast. That's where my mind's at. That's cool. Is that breakfast in Scotland? I mean, if you're not a pussy about it, I guess. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I'm taking this stance. I'm sorry, the rest of Scotland. <laughs> oh. Um, but one of the, um, the session zeros that I enjoyed doing the most um was it wasn't everyone creating their character then even though like i've never done the session zero where you create your character with everyone else there um what i did do was uh tell one to make the kind of character that they want so like yeah like race class kind of vague personality um and then brought them together to do a kind of um like mask slash like monster hearts kind of system um which i've talked about before where the whole the whole idea of it is to talk very openly and honestly with people about what's going on uh instead of the kind of D &D idea of like i would like my secrets sometimes (laughs) that will be revealed later um and it was essentially doing like a micro look into what happened to this group of people during the full year that they've been together. Um, So it was everyone saying what their characters were, what they were like, what they've done, what their past was, even though, and like, it was me being like, you, like, I know that you want secrets, but these, it's not secrets time right now. You'll have secrets from other people. That'll be fine. But now it's talking about what, like, all of your characters are doing and what they've done in their past. Um, And at the end, got them back after we played through this whole year and said, okay, well, what do you think everyone else has gained knowledge-wise about your characters? Like, 
realistically after we've said and done what this whole year is um which has been which was like pretty cool for realizing like i don't know like saying what they think everyone would know what they wouldn't know and it was just kind of like a cool open experience and when we got into the game proper um they they had like a lot more of a shared connection and you could see the relationships uh instead of just people doing the um aragorn in the corner like i'd say nothing to no one for i am a lone wanderer syndrome six aragorns in a corner in six different corners of a tavern all meet together t- every time all down at the drunken drunken hexagon. <laughs> I was it's about just... to say, perfectly hex shaped tavern. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> but that's I mean, really yeah. It's really interesting that that you have a system like that because I was I was going to ask about that because um, I've been reading a lot of uh, OSR at uh, old school Renaissance RPG game things oh, yeah. recently, and there's the idea of the funnel, which maybe you guys have heard of. Which is basically an alter, a, a way that and kind of like an OSR way to generate characters, where you generate them really randomly, and then you generate each player generates like three or four characters, and then all of them are like level zero characters, uh-huh. uh, and yeah. basically you push them all through a dungeon. Like they're all villagers from a village, and they all they all kind of know each other a little bit, and then they have to get through this dungeon to save their village or whatever. And then most of the characters die, and then everyone picks one character from that group, right, to carry on with. Oh, interesting. Uh, and I was, how, how many people have to die to get your your heroes? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Got to put the bracket. But uh, but I was but I, I wanted to but I wanted to ask if you guys yeah I was because I was, was going to ask if you guys had any systems like that because um it, like the kind of you come out of that with these kind of shared stories and attachments to these characters and uh, I've never done something where we've had a whole group like uh like you know creating multiple characters but I have definitely created characters entirely based on random roles including mm-hmm. race uh. Oh, uh, right. class abilities all of that like just totally top down random roles and it was some of the most fun i've had playing D. like it's a <laughs> really like good a god did it exactly well it's because <laughs> you are you're stepping into the shoes of a character it's like that did not exist in any way shape or form 10 minutes ago and now yeah. it's like, all right, well, I Anabara, I guess it's you and me now. I mean, I mean, I feel like I have to know what like the most buck fucking wild one that you managed to come up um, with with random rules is. I'm trying to think here. Um, actually, I could tell you. So we, uh, you could, you can listen to this. We did a, we did this for uh, for another path as a kind of a uh, an in between uh, a break glass of a case of an emergency episode, and that uh, mm-hmm. in case of an emergency was me getting a new job. So that came out a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, and uh, the episode included uh, my player Griffin uh, rolled up a half orc shadow sorceress. Um, with a very, very low charisma. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Her name is Bilga, and she, she and all of those characters from that episode are absolutely delightful. Oh, that's fucking great. Like, I, I, like, that's very good. Like, every, every time I'm thinking about weird mismatched characters now, every time I'm coming back to that gnome barbarian, I just... Hmm. I want a gnome barbarian so bad. They're yeah. so fucking choice. <laughs> I, I was I was immediately as we were talking about random characters. I was there's there's like a video of um, Adam Koble, uh rolling up a random character in a game called Zweihander, which is kind of OSR adjacent. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and that was a gnome barbarian. He named it Duga. <laughs> it's so good because it like they can't use half the weapons because they're too titchy. It's so choice. <laughs> oh but yeah so i'm still trying to wrap my head around the the osr thing so um with the what what did you say it was called the funnel system did you say yeah the funnel is kind of like there's some certain games that have that um but yeah like it's just the idea of like a funnel where you put loads of characters in and (laughs) in the end like the ones who are good enough to play that kind of come out the other side (laughs) so okay so is it when when it's being done is it do they go through like a little mini campaign for it or is it just like a yeah you do like or you do like one adventure where you're in like a dungeon or there's you know some evil mm-hmm. thing threatening the town or something yeah okay something that they're totally underqualified for but they mm-hmm. 
Seminar so how many how many people do you have to put through this this meat grinder? Um, and I, I mean this very. I'm I'm joking with the question, but I, I actually also mean it. Like, do you start with yeah. twenty and you end up with five at the end, or uh, like what are the mecha- and what are the mechanics? Do people yeah. jump around from body to body in which they're playing? Or yeah, yeah I mean every, everyone's just kind of taking that kind of. They have multiple characters to play. Um, okay. Feel and people kind of naturally gravitate towards one of their group of characters. You know. Mm-hmm. um people people tend to like you know it, it, it like it's a bit uh you know kind of gamey rather than role play role playish yeah um, because people like gravitate towards the characters who generated like pretty good stats <laughs> protect uh, them in the so back, there's, but... there's uh there's just random roles for stats and okay, yeah that's... it's basically a way to um so that you have the fun of totally random characters but also you you, you don't have to play like a terrible character for the entire campaign yeah because they get weeded out (laughs) (laughs) they get chopped up real bad (laughs) in the meat grinder that's fucking good that like i can only imagine that being like a nightmare chaos hellscape but i like D, so that sounds fucking choice yeah Um, i mean just by proximity i feel bad for all of those poor villagers that died um so i can only imagine how much that bonds together the survivors so i it does sound pretty effective if it's working on me already I mean, that's fair. I'm just, I'm so scared that in the end, somehow, somehow you'll still manage to get your fucking five Aragorns in the room. I'm brooding and cool. Oh, God, you're boring and have no personality. I'm just like, uh. I am the son I'm of so a king. Handsome. <laughs> oh, somewhere in my backstory, there's some reason why I'm so distant. Like, oh, cool, fun. Like, it was very original and I don't hate it very much. Oh. I'm just, I'm, I'm so done forever with it. It's the storytelling equivalent of just scraping dirt away with a spoon until eventually you find an <laughs> a personality somewhere in there. Yeah, I think like my my first session when I was a player, um, I had kind of the idea of doing that because I was like, yeah, I want to play a really cool character, and then I got into it and I realized that my character was like really stupid and she just kind of wanted to be friends with everyone i was like okay well this is a lot more of a fun direction that i've gone in so i'm good here isn't that what actually happened in lord of the rings yeah but like it took him like fucking two long episodes to get there yeah i mean he needed two extremely wacky comedy characters (laughs) tagging along with him for like an entire movie in order to get to that point (laughs) yeah (laughs) even that even in the end like it's just him looking with those like beautiful icy blue eyes over the mountains being like yes i have friends now yet i shall still brood i can't (laughs) oh geez um so one of the one of the other things that we were talking about a bit for the um was the the campaign planning um uh, chase yeah you were saying that you um you don't give a lot away because like you know you like to play your things close to the chest but Mm -hmm. you want to know like kind of what campaign you're you're kind of going for Mm -hmm. um and were you saying something about um like talking to people about the kind of campaign you want to do beforehand. Mm-hmm. Well, just to, I mean, really basic stuff like, you know, talking about the setting you're going to be in, what kind of tone you're going to be going for. You know, some people really, really, really do like that, um, you know, staring into the middle distance brooding kind of campaign. <laughs> um, yeah. Some people like to play the murder hobo campaign where you walk into town and yes. you own it because uh, dead men can't own things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually uh, recently uh, wrapped up actually my one of my players Griffin uh, in our IRL campaign we did a a really interesting political game where it wasn't uh-huh. super combat heavy a lot of it was going to places talking to people and putting clues together and you know that was a, a 14 game arc that he ran doing that and it was very good. But if somebody was coming in and was like, yeah, I really just kind of want to play the Barbarian and hit stuff with a big old sword, yeah. um, they probably wouldn't have had a lot of fun. It would have to have, you know, worked with Griffin in order to make sure there were big, cool things to hit with their sword. Yeah. Um, the uh, so the Aaron those... Sorkin version of D&D. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you want to set those expectations. Yeah, because, you know, you there is a big difference between the J.J. Abrams campaign and the Aaron Sorkin campaign. So was that... Um... 
Like, w- did you all go into it wanting this kind of political campaign, or did he come to you like, oh, I want to do some, like, political bullshit, yeah? in? Hey. The the political bullshit had been rising in that world for a little while. Like, that had definitely been a a B-plot kind of thing that was uh, brewing through the previous couple of... Um, of campaigns and he's like no i want to i want to take a deep dive into the politics of this one city that we haven't visited yet but we've talked about a lot who's in okay. and everyone was like yeah i'll go to langway that sounds good <laughs> awesome awesome i yeah. like that a lot um adam what about you have you um what, what do you do in terms of like talking about the campaigns beforehand well, I've never told any players anything about what I plan to do, so it's it's a little <laughs> bit different. Um, and I, you know, I almost wish I had because I'm I'm like, I don't know, twelve games into a campaign that I, I barely know where it's going sometimes. And I had some really <laughs> solid ideas at the beginning. I feel like if I gave players more seeds of what I wanted to do, they would have um, they would have helped build that out. And having them just kind of guess blindly at this plot that I completely would withheld, withheld from them ended up sort of changing the plot because they didn't know exactly what to expect or how to react to different things. I mean, they, they also couldn't remember character names to that, to that same point, but you know, I, I ended up with a very much um, different campaign that I intended to start with. And part of it had to do with real world logistical reasons, um, time zones and roll 20 and jobs and inability to play. So I had to switch styles, but um, yeah, it, I, I didn't give them much, and I really wish I had the, this idea of putting kernels in, building, you know, uh, for a metaphor, building a, when you when you make ice, when you crystallize ice, you need uh, one ice crystal to start, and I feel like that's what you really do need in a campaign, is that, that single crystal to help everything else crystallize around. That's, yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that like i i think it that's not something i've specifically thought about as a reason for previous campaigns uh, not working out super well but i think i absolutely i think that absolutely applies to me as well just yeah just if if like the storm king's thunder playthrough that we were that i ran would have been you know if you're if you're going for like we, we want this big action adventure going from set piece to set piece kind of you know, if plays, if everyone knows that that's the kind of thing that they're going for, then they roll different types of characters as well. You know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, that it's very much if you talk about the kind of campaign that definitely influences like the players that you're having. Like yeah, as you were saying, if it would be very different if one of the players is like, oh, I want to be a like a barbarian during this like big political intrigue campaign. Like if you want to do like subterfuge campaign and like or if you wanted to do like a uh, bank heist kind of thing it would be weird if you didn't have a, a rogue along with you to help out uh just like it, it would very much yeah influence your influence your characters uh knowing what you what you want to do with the whole story um however like what um if people worked in like the What's the word? The the opposite, the converse, whatever. The other the other kind of way of that. Of kettle instead of, worms. of uh, yeah, the other kettle of worms of that. Uh, <laughs> other big old sloppy pile of worms, um, where you uh, base your campaign around what the players' characters are. So yeah, after after hearing what they've got, making your campaign around it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more my go-to. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, my last couple of campaigns haven't been that. But I think, in general, I want to... Like, I want to... That's why I have a session zero, is because I want people to be generating their characters together and talking about what their kind of stories are. Um, mm-hmm. And I also steal a lot of... I, 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 I want... I haven't, I haven't done this yet, again, because of <laughs> I haven't been running this kind of game, but I would love to... Um, steal these uh, mechanics I always talk about from games like the Burning Wheel and Dungeon World yeah. uh, where you have uh, progression mechanics tied to character goals and um, uh, their connections oh, yeah. with other characters like having mechanical representations of um, um, what each what player characters think of other player characters in order to kind of build the direction of the campaign yeah because like in because there's kind of kind of a lot of wasted space in the um on the D D character sheets you have like your personality trait and your like um beliefs and stuff but uh, and yeah. they're all fine but i think the uh the systems in um 
those other two games so kind of use that stuff much more effectively yeah well yeah can you can you go over those campaigns again because like i like i remember you talking about them a bit before but i don't know if we went into a lot about yeah what they did in their kind of prep sessions like their their session zeros uh the rpgs you mean the um yeah, yeah, Wheel yeah. And dungeon world yes those ones uh yeah so they're just um two other kind of fantasy rpg systems um they essentially like have um as part of character creation you write like um be- like specific beliefs uh, that your characters have about other characters for instance um and in in, in these rpgs uh, you get experience for resolving those uh, connections right so yeah. one player might write a belief that's like player b um doesn't know how to survive in the wild i have to protect them and then mm-hmm. maybe through play um the player b proves that they can defend themselves or something to player a and uh then player a might decide that that or the the group in general might decide that that belief had been resolved so um player a gets some experience and then makes a new belief like you know um player b is you know well it could it could be about something else then but um yeah so that kind of mechanic yeah. just kind of drives the like the interpersonal dynamics i think and in terms of the overall campaign you can also write like big goals for your characters like you know i want to retrieve the sword of my ancestors or something you know you <laughs> know <laughs> like, um, classic D shit yeah <laughs> no I, I really like that that as like a as a thing to start because like yeah especially like that that's a very good thing that you will have to work out in session zero if like you know the characters have met each other before uh that's yeah the perfect time to work out what those at least the initial beliefs are um which does like i I think that's really cool because it does definitely add a definite dynamic that yeah need that yeah you have to work on yeah definitely it's sort of uh as opposed to it like it's kind of like it's it it gives you the same thing that playing through like like you you were saying your system of having a kind of you know going the session zero being you kind of playing yeah. through your characters and uh, it like, kind of gives you the same result although it doesn't you, you're not quite as invested i guess uh, but mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you can definitely really use cool. both i think as well yeah oh definitely yeah i think uh, it that it does remind me a lot of the it's probably where a bunch of the um robot the apocalypse um games kind of got that that Mm. idea because um one of the main things about rolling characters with them uh is at the very beginning they've got you you have to have connections with people there's a whole like balance thing in that game of um you get like influence over people that's a whole that's a whole another another big old squishy worm pile Mm. um but yeah that's like a that is is that specific that's strings right uh is that from um, depending i think yeah. that's monster hearts yeah yeah but, yeah um, monster hearts you have strings masks you have influence um mm. you have other things in other ones yeah but yeah because uh dungeon world is uh also a powered by the apocalypse game which is why oh it's right of, awesome yeah, uh those that's why mechanics you yeah. guys have gotten so deep nerdy that i don't even understand what you're talking about and i'm participating in a dungeons and dragons podcast i'm sorry we're talking we're talking about too many other roleplay games but they're yeah they're just like other other rp systems that have like other cool ways of doing things which can definitely be stolen uh by dungeons and dragons the superior game <laughs> at least maybe superior um but yeah, so one yeah one of the main things with that yeah you have to like have your your strings or your influence over people, um, which is really cool, um, which means that yeah you you have to have those presuppositions about everyone's character, um, and then they can be changed or manipulated during the game. But like even at the very beginning, it influences like it encourages some really good role play instead of just like oh. Well, I would like to go over and hit a thing with my sword. And my favorite dreaded thing of, I want to go and talk to the bartender about this. I'm like, well, then talk with your character voice. Talk to the bartender. (laughs) Character voice. How do you get people to use character voices? You know, I spent all day making up (laughs) stupid Um, voices for these NPCs. No one's going to throw me a bone. Peer pressure. Pure pressure, guys. Pure pressure works. We did it. <laughs> I, no, seriously, like in 
in my group whenever it is a whenever we're bringing somebody new on everybody who's been around for a while make sure it's like all right this is a this is a big character voice night because if we're not doing it they're not going to feel comfortable doing it yeah and it is a real breaking out of the shell kind of thing oh i think yeah we we were hampered um in our group just because the the first time that we played DD was the first time that a lot of us had played DD. so we're all like awkward and nerdy about it anyway we're just like oh we're already playing this nerd game do we have to add more bullshit on top of it come on yeah chase i feel like you have the uh the luxury of people who play this game a lot and have done this for a long time um whereas some of us don't I mean, you also have that great um, shared vocabulary, which I thought was um, a really, really poignant idea of how people connect yeah. in these games, having mm-hmm. the same language to, to use when they talk about what they're going to do and what kind of story they want to tell. That's that's incredibly, that's got to be incredibly helpful in, in crafting the yeah. world. It, it really is. Um, I mean, there is, you know, there are years of shared lore that we have that we can all pull from. Um, and it, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a long time to build that up. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you can find a group of people that can stick around for long enough to do that, it is, uh, it's really, it is fantastic and liberating. Um, but breaking, you know, I remember my first time sitting down and, you know, trying to... Like, all right, is this a, this a character voice kind of group? Like, I don't know. I'm going to just kind of play it kind of. Oh, no, everybody's doing this crazy bullshit. Awesome. All right, we're in. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Like, that was the most, like, strangely heartfelt thing that might have ever been on Crit Chat. That <laughs> um, was just very beautiful. Although it does also translate to if you guys are going out, like, with, to, like, events with other people that aren't in your D&D group, mm-hmm. it translates to you've all got some really shitty nerdy in-jokes that no one else seems to find oh, funny. Oh, 100%. <laughs> we are insufferable <laughs> in a large group. So <laughs> insufferable. like Because, <laughs> like, yeah, one of, one of them, the, the gals in our, in our uh, D&D group, um, she's got, like, a very extensive group of friends outside of us and like they have like parties quite often and it always ends up with just like the seven of us in a corner laughing about what one goblin said to the other the other day and people look at us weird but fuck them what did one goblin say to the other i pulled that out of my ass and i really hoped you wouldn't talk about it but thank you Thanks for bringing this up. That's cool. Uh, um, I, was, I was really hoping that was the setup to a, a really great joke, but I don't no, have a punchline yeah. for it. We're we're doing an, an episode on improv really soon, and where and you're gonna find that I don't do it because I'm bad at it. So. <laughs> yep. Hello, nerds. Welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat. It's time to do this thing again. I don't know what I'm doing. It is fucking early in the morning. I have to get this thing edited so that it will go out today. Yes, I am editing it on the day it goes out because I have my life entirely together. First off, thank yous go out to uh, both Chase and Adam who were able to step in last moment because just so many, so many things went wrong last minute. When it rains, it goddamn pours. So we got, we got two last minute uh, people that came in and did an absolutely excellent job on this fucking topic. It was like, I, I have just, I have so much love in my heart. So you'll hear a bit more about them at the end, but uh, we've got two plugs from Chase this week, um, who has got two other podcasts that sound dope that you should go and listen to. Uh, one called Another Path and another called Shakespeare. Shakespeare, not like, like Shakespeare. I feel like I don't enunciate enough, but like it's beer and Shakespeare. It's, it sounds dope. Uh, but yeah, you'll, if you wait till the end, then they'll be able to tell you a little bit more about them. Uh, but go and, go and support our, support our people in the other podcasts that they're in. Um, they should be on other podcast apps if you do have them and give them a check out. We also, of course, have Alfred's Plugs, so you can go and see Alfred on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash pennyblue. Um, he's doing some D&D stuff right now. Um, might also be playing some games, but I think most mostly doing, mostly doing that D&D stuff, and we'll be around next week on Wednesday, hopefully, for a little bit more Stardew Valley with yours truly. Speaking of the Stardew Valley, you and yours truly, you can come and see me on Twitch at uh, a Teacup Gamer, 
Um, where, yeah, I also do Stardew things and uh, a lot of games that require voice acting because I, I have no control over my life and I do what the fuck I want. Uh, as for Crit Chat, you can always find us on our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat, all one word, uh, where you can come and we'll, we, we, po- we post a couple of D&D related things every so often um, and get into long rambling discussions about them. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat, uh, where you can you can talk to us uh, using the hashtag crit chat or just add us there. I don't really give a shit. And if you do that, you might be able to get a little shout out on the show. Uh, this is the case for the goddamn DM who was really, really kind, watched listened to a couple of episodes of crit chat and seem, seemed to not hate it, which is, you know, the ideal standard. Um, uh, speaking of the goddamn DM, there might be, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little surprise, uh, little surprise guest spot coming up. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just coy about it. It's either that or they're not coming on at all and I'm just like peer pressuring them right now. You'll, you'll fucking find out in the near future. Also, shout out to Sarah at I'm Your Hero for, uh, murdering her husband in, in a game, not in, the, not in the world. If, if she's murdered her husband in the real world, that would be kind of, that, that wouldn't deserve a shout out, I don't think. But well done for murdering your husband in game, girl. But yeah, thanks to everyone who's gotten in contact with us, and we love you all very much. And keep keep that good shit coming. If you think that there's anything that uh, you need us to know about, let us know about them. We also have a bit of a call to action at the end of this episode, so like, st- get ready to stick around for that. But if you do the thing that we have asked at the end of the episode, I would very much love to see the thing. Please get in contact with us uh, on our Facebook or on our Twitter You'll, you'll see, you'll see, you'll know what I want. Uh, as for other places you can find us, you can find us on our Discord if you go to the description of wherever you're listening to this. Um, you can also find us on SoundCloud if you search Crit Chat. Uh, you can like us from there, follow from there, comment and share. Uh, this is like a whole word of mouth podcast. We don't really get any advertising, so the only way that other people will know about us is if you tell them or if they somehow stumble across our bullshit on Twitter, but... I, I, that one's far less likely than if y'all just helped out. <laughs> you can also find us on iTunes uh, if you search Quit Chat under podcasts and leave us a five-star review for the five-star show and comment and, like, say what you like about the show. It makes me feel better. I'll just, I'll, I'll look at them when I'm feeling down. Uh, other than that, yeah, I think we'll let you get back to the episode. You can watch us live at Tuesdays at 5 p.m. BST on A Teacup Gamer on Twitch. Um, but yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. Sorry I dunk on Aragorn so hard. <laughs> Two goblins walk into a bar. Aragorn's in the corner. Oh, God. <laughs> the fucking joke goes nowhere and nothing happens for the rest of it. I don't know why I'm so down on Aragorn right now. Like, I fucking love that boy. <laughs> I'm just... I've taken yeah, a new He actually goes by Strider when he's, oh. he's being moody. God, <laughs> yeah, that that's where I was first out. I'm like, no, I'm done here. Never an Aragorn girl, always a Legolas girl. Mm. These were obviously back in my heterosexual days, but like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, still. Speaking of which, happy Pride Month. Ah, oh, thank you! It is my month dedicated to me and no one else. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> there was a point where last year, all of a sudden, there was a Pride Month. Or maybe that was years ago and I didn't even notice, but uh, I, was, I was pretty glad to hear it. But oh, there's it's... a whole month for it now. Right. Oh, it's fucking choice. I like that. I, I, I honestly, I couldn't give less of a fuck about my birthday. Like, I'll, like, I'll make a big deal out of it in that if someone wrongs me, it's like, well, it's my birthday month, so how dare you? But I don't give a shit. Pride month is my Christmas, my birthday, my 4th of July. It's just gays doing things. It's the greatest time. Anyway, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever. <laughs> um but yeah so um have you um guys ever done like the thing that i've i used to do and will never do again um i think adam were you were you saying that you sometimes just don't go in with the session zero or just like just start it all out and see what happens Uh, i've never gone with like nothing um, okay going in i usually if i don't have a session zero at least have like backstory on the world i'll write like eight or eight or nine pages uh, mm-hmm. of stuff that's happened in the world recently but 
Um, I wouldn't go in with nothing at all. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if it would work. It, I mean, if there was a book I was going out of, if I was doing Lost Minds of Phandelver, I probably wouldn't prep very much if, you know, it was people that played before and just wanted to play a fun D&D game. But um, you really got to, I, I don't, I can't imagine anyone could do nothing and just start a mm-hmm. world. Though, you know, when you get to your improv um, uh, episode, maybe that'll change. Yeah, I'm going to be such an asshole in that episode of just sitting in the corner not ever improvising Actually, anything. Actually, there was one game I played with nothing to start with. Uh, I was a few weeks ago, I was, um, uh, my partner's cousin was visiting and we got pretty drunk and we sat down at the kitchen table and I just, I really wanted to use this monster, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, yes. uh, which is a, <laughs> a well-known monster sheet that's been floating around there. It's like someone the made a D&D sheet I've for this. I've used uh, him and I love him. <laughs> yeah, oh my it's God, so man. good. Oh, I'm so And jealous. so uh, we were, again, number of drinks in, so I just had them uh, roll D4 and made up what their characters and class was. And then I would just tell them what was happening, have them roll it, tell me what they were, uh, they would tell me what they're going to do, and then they would roll a dice and I would tell them what happened there. So that was the most, the least prepared I've ever been yeah. for a game, possibly the most fun I've ever had, but um, it might have been a lot more garbage uh, than, since, again, pretty drunk. Um, they did, they did escape actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. But... Someone escaped. I have wanted to play actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Um, but not tell anyone that they were playing against actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf until it was too late and Shia surprise happened. Mm-hmm. But I, that would just that would be too excellent. See what's I want, what's really great uh, is when you do that. Also, have an instrumental version of the song like ready to go, and at Shia surprise, <laughs> kick it on. <gasps> That's so choice. <laughs> so it, it's very good. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> oh my god it the i i don't know how to process this but i love it <laughs> that, that's a good point though it's actually even that wasn't starting from scratch because at least there i had a general plot that was based on the uh the song going on in my head and even better one of the players had never actually seen that video <laughs> before that night so, so they had no idea what was happening yeah <laughs> Like, that was my next question. It's like, what did they get out of it apart from scarring and confusion? I mean, fair, but a, like... A really great night of drunken improvis- <laughs> improvised Dungeons and Dragons. That's what they got. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Fucking dope. Yeah, actually, pretty good night. Drunken Shia LaBeouf improv. It's just a very good sentence, first off, but... Oh. It's actually a Second City skit, too, I think. It's woo... Oh, is it? I'm just kidding. Aww. Why would you... you never get what I'm kidding. No, because I have so much hope in my heart. I'm very gullible, but it comes from a place of wanting nice things to happen. <laughs> Aww. I can relate I just... to this. Right. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I just want to talk about Shia LaBeouf now. Chase, how was your actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf experience? Um, I've actually used him twice. Um, yes! Each time was was pretty, pretty good. Um, pretty the good. first time was probably about a year ago now. Uh, I was running a campaign in the same world that I am doing um, Another Path in. Um, and I was, you know, just kind of beta testing it. Well, not beta testing it. I was like playing through it. And I had most of the players had seen it, but they didn't put it together, even with the music until after the fact when I showed them the character sheet, at which point they were all kind of smacking their heads. It's like, oh, no. I should have known. And he woke back up. It was a Shia surprise. It was a Shia surprise. <laughs> um, oh. And uh, second time I used him, I actually, uh, there is an episode of Another Path where I use the stats for him uh, to be a notably beefy individual. And it was, (laughs) um, um, it was another situation where none of my players had, well, no, two out of my, uh, was it two? Yeah, three of the players in in that episode had, uh, uh, had seen the video. Uh, One of my guys had not though. So he was very confused at the end what the hell was any of that it's like look man 
I, I, I can't. I can, I can only walk you up to the video. You have to go on that journey yourself. <laughs> Look, even your even after journey. watching that video for the first time, I had pretty much the same reaction he did after playing That's And that is a perfectly reasonable and acceptable reaction to have to it. <laughs> like, we're only human. Like, yes, that's properly what you're supposed to do. Right. That is so good. I really want to go on a like a deep dive of weird... Uh, weird enemies like that mm-hmm. that are b- essentially just based on memes. <laughs> like, there have to be more. There has to be mm, more. The memester manual. Memes- oh, oh god my damn god. it. Yes. Memester oh, that would be so good. Can we make it? If, uh, if anyone out there is listening and wants to make the memes. No, we can. Sh- no, TM, 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 it sounds like a great thing to crowdsource to me so we don't actually have to do any work mm. oh, yes. yeah but like that means that we don't get to make any money off of it which no, that's not like. true because we can put it on our merch <gasps> yes our mm. merch store that definitely will exist first <laughs> one is about fucking demons second god wait there was another one that we had We've got a lot of hypothetical uh, Something with centaur sex. Something with centaur. And, and, and with that, we finally got to where every other creature Every other is. episode. <laughs> but now it's about Shia LaBeouf. So, like, we're good. Like, we can't possibly make this dirty and weird. That's, that's just not possible. Uh, we're talking about our best friend, actual cannibal, Shia LaBeouf, and maybe other meme-based Dungeons & Dragons monsters. There has to have been... About a million, like, stat sheets for, like, Chuck Norris, back when Chuck Norris was oh, a meme. Remember yeah. when Chuck Norris was a meme? I remember that. Yeah, man, he was all over the Baron's chat. Like, I just, I don't, I'm very confused, because, like, me me and my girlfriend just um, re-remembered, yeah, the whole Chuck Norris meme the other night, and it was, hey, guys, fun fact, it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was really shit. Uh, the only one that I found funny was the Google the Google thing where you can't if you googled Chuck Norris it would say that you 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 don't find you can't find Chuck Norris Chuck Norris finds you. Yeah, that was okay, a real no, thing. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty fucking good. We, we found one good meme in like the cesspool of yeah, just it was, weird shit. It was absolutely a cesspool. I would I would go with the counterpoint that uh, when the Chuck Norris things were going on, I was in high school, so it didn't have to be funny. It just had to be a oh, thing yeah. that I could say. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, hundred percent. It had to be a good way to fit in. Yeah, yeah, right. And it was. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It wasn't. No one liked me stale. <laughs> but a stat sheet for a very large grumpy cat, and I'm imagining grumpy cat as some sort of guardian to a. a a magical treasury or cave of course yes go on this is my new fiction that i'm rolling with in my life i'm also sorry that i'm very quiet now i'm looking up chuck norris stat sheets yeah i think so. there's actually there's actually a tool out there for putting things in the format of the uh the monster manual yeah, or the yeah, uh, yeah. rpg chef is that what it's called that might be it i'm not sure what it's called Oh, like they're. Ver- I'm. Oh, never mind. Found someone that's asking what Chuck Norris's stats are, but they've not got like cool moves like the Shia surprise. Yeah, I'm sure he's got roundhouse kick. Oh, he has to have roundhouse. He gets kick. to use it three times per turn. Uh huh. And it can hit three <laughs> targets. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what is what? What will the rules be for like the fact that he's fucking invincible? I guess. Like five uh, legendary actions, five legendary, legendary actions. Legend- yes. Yeah, it really depends on if he's like a game-ending boss, like a level twenty. Like this to. is the the pinnacle of your. Can we have? Uh, can we have a meme-based campaign where every sort of uh, yes. <laughs> adventure is centered around like unlocking another meme and beating another meme boss? Can and uh, should no. are different so, questions, my friend. Yeah, Velociraptor. <laughs> Also, welcome. You have stumbled upon season two of Crit Chat. I don't know how why we've got seasons of this now, but it's what's happening. God, I've already got my Kramer esque, um, uh, what is it, Curse of Straw that I have to do, and now an entire meme campaign. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a spinoff. It's, you know, this podcast is going to spawn tons of copycats and spinoffs and merchandise. <laughs> Look. An entire franchise, really. It's gonna, it's gonna be amazing we'll, somehow. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll fucking work it out. I just want this good, this good meme base. I'm still mad that I've not found, like, a proper Chuck Norris monster yet. And that's, honestly, hmm. the most disappointed I might have ever been. Uh, my parents divorced at a young age, so, like, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what to do about this. Oh, um, so, Jesus Christ. No, I need to, like, none of, I, I've completely forgotten the Session Zero thing. Like, that that's going to be our call to action for this week, I think. Like, everyone has to go out and find, like, memes that are now monsters that you found somewhere or that you've made yourself just yeah. please make them please make them for us for my personal amusement that's all i want in this world and every time i discover a meme it means it's already out of date and not oh, well, cool yeah. anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i i've got like a an 11 year old sister i am the least cool person in the world i can just rock up with like how about those dabbing <laughs> how about those dabbing dough I don't, so... <laughs> I'm going to make a monster block for a teenager who just goes around <laughs> flipping water bottles and dabbing. <laughs> I was about to say that, and like, summoning slime. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I've been doing some research, and I have found yes. a monster block for a thanksalotl, which is just a little <laughs> axolotl that, that's uh, chaotic oh good. I'm so happy, oh, guys. I don't know what that means. It's, 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 it's what the young... The young folks are on these days. It's a weird-looking, like little sea boy mm-hmm. who's very smiley and beautiful, and we love him. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're little little pink. What is what salamander dudes? They're super cute. Yeah, they look they look like a jelly version. They no, they look like a Pokemon. They look like a yeah, Pokemon. That's all that they are. That, that's look, it. Look like one of them Pokemons, and that's why the youth like them. I'm gonna kettle of worms. Stuff. The kettle of worms. Oh was god. Open. God, we opened the worst, squishiest kettle of worms with this oh. meme time. Um, session zero. Okay. Uh, I think we're. This is this is a good episode for us to do our like. Our, our classic go around and everyone has to give like one one final piece of advice on how to how to run a successful uh, session zero we'll go for who who's gonna who's up first on the chopping block it's gonna be me probably fuck you hey d4 you're going in jail i hate you it's me um <laughs> well going first means that i get to get like the good ones at least mm-hmm. um my main um my main advice for how to do a good session zero or what a good session zero should contain is uh, some pretty open and honest dialogue with like the players and like what characters they've made to kind of see what the general, what like their general relationship would be to each other. Because in that case, you've got the first episode, which you actually get to play, where it's not just everyone trying to figure each other out. Um, one of the things that I did before was... Uh, at the very end of the session, ask what, what what your character admires about each of the other characters and a thing that they do not like about the other characters. And um, maybe just like a thing about like, where do you see this relationship going? Making sure that everyone has opinions on one another and making sure that they're like nuanced and balanced and it's not just, I love this person and every single thing that they do or I hate this person every single thing that they do. Uh, it's really cool to have like uh, an, the ability to make everyone believe that they've they've gone through a lot of things together and already have a relationship to role play into, which makes your job a lot easier and the silences a lot less awkward. Um, next up, we've got Chase. Um, don't be afraid to be flexible with your story. Um, most GMs go into a game or a campaign with a pretty rough idea of where it's going to go. Um, and this can even be as soon as session one, uh, one of your players may throw a curveball at you that you hadn't considered or something that you hadn't really thought about. 
um that flexibility if you can show that flexibility even if it means you know i know it's not the improv episode but if you've got to improv Mm -hmm. in the moment to come up with something and sticking with it it's going to show that not only are you willing to make a change so that everybody can have a little bit more fun um Mm -hmm. but it also uh shows your players that uh uh, you are willing to be flexible with them as well. And if you show them that respect, uh, they will show you a similar respect in a similar situation when it comes time for them to be, need to be flexible with you. That's really dope. Thank you. Uh, up next, we've got... Uh, that'll be Alfred. Yeah, just make sure uh, through your session zero that you know exactly what um, what kind of tone you're going for, I think. Um, we I had this thing where there's one character who's called goofy mc silly uh, i'm trying to improv a funny name but uh anyway i mean it's going excellent well, uh, i'm very excited to have you on the on the improv episode you, you really nailed it yeah i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna be i'm gonna have so many tips so Look, many tips we're gonna have two people on that are very good at improv and then you and me could be in the corner like mm, but what about this name dwight yeah tampon face help me (laughs) you guys should probably do a lot of prep work for your improv (laughs) (laughs) it's sad but true it'll seem natural god damn it (laughs) oh god but yeah so yeah have a have a have a make sure everyone agrees on a kind of consistent tone and kind of style of story yeah uh last but not least we've got our adam up with some advice you get a song because oh thank you uh, that was thanks for, thank you for the lovely introduction you're uh, welcome bitch well you guys said all the good stuff <laughs> yeah um, sorry so i'm gonna go with uh remember that dungeons and dragons is about melding all of your minds so that you have a shared consciousness so that at the end mm-hmm. of the game you all can merge your bodies into one <gasps> and if you go into Sexy. session zero with that mindset you'll be completely successful and nothing could possibly go wrong you're welcome or there'll just be an orgy i guess is what you just described <laughs> like pretty good is that not is that not role play okay i mean i think i might be on the wrong show damn i know i'm like my, all of my fucking sessions are now so vanilla god damn <laughs> have to change it this has been one of the tamer crit chats it has i'm very proud of me especially <laughs> uh, i had the ability to talk about dragons and never mind i've got a new thing about dragons and fucking but like that's for a new day that's for another day i'm doing really Um. well this session (laughs) look next time uh we have to wrap up this ding dang episode so um yeah we'll do we'll do our plugs for this week uh alfred what do you got to plug with us yeah, so just um, twitch.tv slash pennyblue is where I play a lot of games. I've done one episode of uh, prepping an open table game, which I've been kind of talking about similar stuff to this, oh, yeah. like the funnel. Um, I don't know if that's going to be possible, but yeah, <laughs> D&D prep stuff is happening. But um, yeah, awesome. so couldn't say hi. That's really cool. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Uh, and Chase, what about you? What are you here to plug? Uh, you can find me on my actual play D&D podcast, Another Path. It's uh, uh, actual play D&D, but you know, we try and take a little bit more of a theatrical bent with it. Um, comes out every other Wednesday, uh, including tomorrow uh, as of recording. And uh, you could also uh, find me on Twitter at TQ Loudly. Uh, you can also find me, I guess I'll mention this, on my other, other well, on my other podcast, um, <laughs> Shakespeare. It is a literal roundtable discussion with me and some of the folks that I sit on a theater, a local theater board with. And uh, we just sit around my kitchen table and we talk about the works of Shakespeare. Uh, also tomorrow, we will be launching an episode of that about uh, the deepest uh, Shakespeare cut so far. Are Troilus and Cressida. Fun fact, it's a bad one. It's a very bad show. <laughs> Shakespeare is good. Troilus and Cressida is awful. Wow, these I sound like awesome podcasts. Yeah, like, right? I got so many cool podcasts to listen to. Guys, there's a lot of cool podcasts in the world, and we got those podcasters on our ding dang show. Oh, this is awesome. We're doing great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, so we'll go give those, check those out for our one of our newest members. It'll be awesome. Um, for me, you can always find me at a teacup gamer on Twitch if you want to see me play games and do all that jazz. 
Uh, I don't even know what I'm playing right now. I'm playing a bunch of shit. You'll fucking go and find out yourself. I'm too lazy to tell you. Um, <laughs> I'm Real selling good myself. self-advertising. Hey. Yeah, um, I'm employing the mystery and mystique <laughs> technique. Like, I'm being Aragorn. I'm being too, like, you want to know more about me because, like, I'm so aloof and cool. Um, just come watch me. It's fun. I promise. Maybe. Uh, other than that, um, for uh, Quick Chat, you can always find us on our Twitter and you can also find us on our Facebook. Uh, on Twitter, we are uh, crit underscore chat. And on Facebook, we are just crit chat. Don't do just crit chat on Twitter. Otherwise, you're just going to learn a lot of business advice and you'll get very confused. I mean, maybe do that as well. It'll probably help hurt. you out more than ours will. Yeah, right? Like, fuck it. Try it. See what see what happens. Um, but if you want to uh, talk to us about D&D stuff, you can always use the Crit Chat hashtag or just add us on the Twitter and we'll get into long, lengthy discussions with you. Um, and now, so now we also have, uh, Emily has uh, taken over, well, not taken over, but she is also helping doing a bunch of the social media on both of those. So there is like 100% more puns than there used to be. Good, good. So I'm sorry, either I'm sorry or you're welcome. I don't know who you no, are. No, I love Emily's posts on Twitter. They, they make my day. I don't like that she keeps attributing them to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> She's a rat bastard. Oh, well. But yeah, go and find us on there and we'll can chat to you there also wherever you're listening you can probably go into the description and find our discord channel if you want to talk to us there um as well as the link to our soundcloud where you can listen to and download previous episodes as well as giving us a like and a follow we got a word of mouth podcast we're not gonna be able to let anyone know about us unless you tell them so don't don't be an argot about this just be an any other character just tell people about everything with wild that was really abandoned. good improv is me i know i'm like here's the worrying thing it's about something that i know i know lord of the rings really well and i couldn't pull any other character's name out <laughs> oh boy um but yeah so uh you can also find us on itunes by searching crit chat and podcast leave us a five-star review for this five-star show and if you want to see us live, then you can follow us on A Teacup Gamer on Twitch and see us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. BSD. Until then, I have been Ismay. Madam, I'm Adam. I've been Alfred. <laughs> and I've been Chase. And we did some palindromes and I choked on my spit a little bit. See you next <laughs> week, guys. <laughs>